This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? BFM 89.9, you are listening to Popcorn Culture with Sharmila and Arvind. Uh, today, we are following up with our unplanned double bill of Denzel Washington, Antoine Fuqua movies, because yesterday we threw back to training day. Uh, and that, of course, was in service of today's review, Equalizer 3, which has just come out. Um, part 3 of um, also a series of movies directed by Anton Fuqua starring Denzel Washington as a government-hired assassin. Yeah. And surprisingly, Denzel Washington's only franchise. Like, he yes. hasn't done a sequel for anything in it's his career. It's often talked about as his Taken, right? He's Taken. Yeah. Um, but also, it's an insult calling this Taken, I yes, think. Definitely. Yes, what happened in those movies. Um, I, I will admit, um, I have not seen Equalizer 2. I don't know if that diminishes my take on Equalizer 3. Um, I didn't become a fan of the franchise with Equalizer 1, which I have seen. Um, but now I want to go back and revisit those movies because I, I really like this movie. Um, I didn't care about it until the minute before I watched it when the trailers were playing. Um, and again, like Training Day... I think this movie doesn't work without Denzel Washington. Like, the story is whatever, um, and the violence and the action is cool, but it's such a platform for Denzel Washington to be a powerhouse performer and to be so magnetic that you could literally watch him drink tea five times in a movie. <laughs> like, just pour tea from a, from, you know, from a teapot into a small cup, and it's fine. You're like, oh, Denzel Washington's drinking tea. Like, I, I will watch this, sure. No, um, the movie totally lives and dies um, by Denzel Washington, right? Um, yeah. I, I also haven't watched Equalizer 2. And when I think back, I kind of wonder why. Because I enjoyed Equalizer 1 a lot. Um, and it's the same. He's tremendously charismatic. Watching him just wreak havoc across the screen, you know, beat up and and frankly just like do extreme violence to bad guys um, really had a particular kind of pleasure and Antoine Fuqua is just such a skilled filmmaker anyway. Watching Equalizer 3 reminded me of Equalizer 1 and why I enjoyed it but honestly last week when we decided we would do this I had zero excitement about Equalizer 3, right? I went in thinking, oh, it's one of those movies that we're reviewing because we have to, I'm not very attached. But about 15 minutes into the film, I was like, wow, I'm really invested in this movie. Um, it's enjoyable. Denzel's always fun to watch. And the story is surprisingly not hugely different, but it's surprisingly easy to get invested in. Um, so for what it's worth, the story revolves around uh, Denzel, who of course plays Robert McCall, um, who 
starts off the film on a particular mission um, and then ends up deciding to retire to a quiet life in um, a small town in Sicily. Uh, But then finds out that the town is increasingly under threat by members of the local mafia and so decides to take matters into his own hands to defend them and keep them safe. Yes. And just like training days, things start to blur and unravel as things go along. Um, You know what is funny, right? Like we both had no interest in watching this movie. Um, I think we both went in to do it for the show alone and then we came on really enjoying it. What I found super interesting is the box office snapshot over the weekend. So the movie made 42 million US uh, in the US and then it added another 26 million worldwide which puts it easily as a box office success. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and the cinema was full when I went over the weekend. Same. Cinema was full. People were enjoying it. People were invested. Um, they were really happy to see Robert McCall on screen again and, and doing, like you said, like extreme violence to people. And I was kind of surprised because I didn't think anyone was interested in this movie. It seemed like one of those things that they made just to make, like to complete the trilogy. I didn't know that it had a fan base that was going to watch it like on opening weekend and give it the box office numbers that it did. So you mentioned uh, Denzel drinking tea, right? Um, honestly, I I just thought that everything about the way he looks and sounds and uh, speaks and moves in this movie was so breathtaking. Like you cannot stop watching him. Um, and I started wondering even within the first 15 minutes, like, what is it about him? And here's why having an actor of his caliber, um, and you could argue that someone like a Liam Neeson occupies that same space, right? But Denzel, not only is this an amazing actor, but it's a director who knows how to frame him and shoot him, right? So Mm. uh, the movie around him doesn't feel like it's a B-grade movie struggling to reach for an A-grade actor. The movie genuinely feels um, full, uh, the scenes that he's in, the, the details that the camera picks up. When a shop burns, uh, you see the photographs kind of singeing. Um, yeah. You know, the the seeing him sort of lay out the napkin as he pours himself his tea, uh, the little need to explain why he might be that way, the lingering of the camera to just stop and take a moment to show us what this beautiful little town, Altamonte, looks like. I think all of those things kind of add up to turn this into more than just a uh, man-on-a-rampage man sort of film, right? It ends up feeling like you're actually weirdly being pulled into a story that could be larger than that. Yeah, and I also want to add that, you know, his caliber is one thing. Um, and also, I think his age plays into it quite a lot. Um, I, I love stories like, um, and I think a lot of people love the the old cowboy who still has it sort of story. Like you said, Liam Neeson, like he definitely occupies, like he has the, the market share. He literally has a movie out now um, about the same thing where <laughs> yes. he's fighting some bad guys. Uh, it was, the trailer the was before, yes, the car with two kids and there's a bomb in the car. Yeah, mm. I, I have no idea what it's called. <laughs> um, but he has the market share. Uh, Keanu has market share. Uh, Hugh Jackman in Logan did the same thing. Uh, Stallone to a certain extent. And I think it's nice, right? Because these are actors that you grew up watching uh, in a way and they are defying their age. And Denzel Washington is clearly re- reaching his 70s. Uh, it shows on his face uh, physically. But the fact that he can do what he does um, even if it's in a movie, uh, even if it's fantasy, is somehow more captivating than watching like some random young person do it. 
you know the the age factor i feel is a is a huge deal and in a very positive way actually mm, no the age i think helps a lot to give the the gravitas that this character needs yeah. um you 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 get the weariness of the character sometimes why he might choose to retire why suddenly being in this town where genuinely there's so much warmth and I, and i do want to talk about it later because i frankly just loved the people in this little town that mm. he decides to settle in right and someone at that point in life just feeling a little um world weary wanting a place where he can just be feels very believable and even uh, Denzel of Equalizer 1 maybe wouldn't have been able to do it the way Denzel in this one can yeah and at the same time you kind of don't know if he is putting out the violence i mean like putting switching off the violence or if the violence follows him around right and it happens in all of these movies like like some guy goes into a town town is perfectly i wouldn't say perfectly fine but the town is operating by itself and then this guy stumbles in and all of a sudden it's some kind of a war zone and you have like <laughs> gangs warring against one another um and that's the thing right like you don't know if he's actually a good guy like he is like the movie tells you that he is like well, he's no, he going he says out- he doesn't know he the, he says he doesn't yeah. know um but he's going after the bad guys uh, but there's also a real bloodlust in him right like he's not just doing it in self defense or reluctantly like he is cocky and he enjoys doing what he does um and there's a actual question there like you know he wants peace but he also enjoys the violence that he creates and it's very creative violence um and there's also a glint in his eye when he does it so you keep going like wait do you actually enjoy this like like <laughs> Is it a hobby for you like do you just go around looking for small gangs or what? Yeah like one stab would do. Did you really need five done in yeah. different angles and different, you know, movements? Like he's gone. Like he's <laughs> gone with the first one. Like like what is happening? Well actually the part about the creative violence I really do want to get into because this is after all an action film. Um yeah. but we are talking about Equalizer 3 which we were both pleasantly surprised to have enjoyed very much. Let us know have you watched it? Are you a fan of the Equalizer series? You can WhatsApp us 0187898899 uh X us, write us an X at BFM Radio or write to us at movies at bfm.my. Best for money. BFM 89.9. You seem like a man who understands violence. I like this place. You can't take that from me. I can take anything I want. Police found multiple dead bodies on that farm in Sicily. Did you kill him? Well, I look like a killer. <laughs> BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Sharmila and Arvind. And we're talking about The Equalizer 3, starring, as you just heard there, Denzel Washington, uh, directed by Antoine Fuqua. And if you were wondering who that maybe familiar voice was along with Denzel, uh, that was actually Dakota Fanning, who is back on screen after quite a hiatus. Um, and as many people are making a huge fuss over also her uh, reunion with Denzel after Matt. man on fire when she was much much younger which i thought frankly was a bit of a delight i really enjoyed watching her back on screen again i thought her role was really nice um and they created a an interesting connection between the two of them as well 
it's very sweet. Mm. It's the the reunion is very sweet. Um, but you know, like I like how you're asking people if they recognize Dakota Fanning's voice from that clip. When I couldn't recognize her on screen, like <laughs> while while watching, it took me such a long time to go like, wait, is that Dakota Fanning? Like like it, like one angle or one glance, and then I had to wait for the credits to confirm. But yeah, she, she is in this movie. Um, I'm such a good child actor and glad to see her back on the screen, right? Um, and I also completely forgot that Dakota Fanning and Denzel Washington were in Man on Fire together until you told me. So it's all like, it just makes me like the movie even more. La. It makes me like the movie a lot. Um, it also... Sometimes when you say, oh, so much time has passed, people have aged, you say mm. that with a little bit of sadness. Um, and certainly, of course, when I see Denzel... And clearly you can see he's aged, right? Especially because we just watched Training Day and the, the difference is quite stark. But then, like you said earlier, watching the movie makes me glad that we still have actors like this being able to operate in this space. I enjoyed that they managed to figure out a way to bring in someone like a Dakota Fanning in a meaningful way. Because often when they introduce um, younger actors in a in a series that has older actors, it's done in a cheesy, um, like, oh, we just want to make sure there's an appeal for younger audiences. That's not what mm. this is. I thought the way they wrote in her character was very interesting and did add an important aspect to the plot I thought it was definitely important um, but I also thought like Dakota Fanning could have done more like we've seen her do more that I thought that she would she would have a slightly meatier role um, but also at the same time like just coming back to the violence for a bit uh, the action and the violence um, it's really bloody this movie like it goes places uh, some of it is slightly hard to watch um, but also, I, I like how it's so different from the John Wick brand of violence. Like this, you really get to see what he's doing, like his handiwork. And I say handiwork very specifically because yeah. there's a lot of hand-to-hand. -hand, there's a lot of stuff he does with his hands. Hands um, being broken. Hands being broken, <laughs> other people's hands. And the only complaint I have is that the censorship, come on lah. Like, guys, there's a There's a part in the beginning where you're actually confused about what happened. Like something yeah. quite important happens to Denzel. And you're like, wait, what? What happened? Who did what? Yes. And like, I don't want to get too graphic about the violence on the show, but we see in the beginning of the movie that someone has something in their face, like in the center of yes. their face. It's very graphic. But then the movie decides to censor other parts, like other types of violence. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, wh why? And the, and, the, and the blurring out of the statues was yeah, another Yeah, the blurring thing. out of the, the nude Grecian statues was something. La. It was really special, especially because you're supposed to see this very serious fight scene happening in the foreground. And then in the background, there are all of these like blurs. And then I'm just so distracted. Yeah, sometimes yeah. this the censorship becomes a real distraction from what you're watching, which is a pity. Um, I will say that as someone who, um, when done right, quite enjoys hyper-violent cinema, uh, mm -hmm. this one I thought did it so well. Um, Anton Fuqua, obviously, you know, old hand by now at shooting um, action and particularly this kind of... Uh, it's. It's not hand-to-hand -hand combat per se, right? It's that sort of specific um, guns and, and, and breaking limbs kind of violence. Yeah. Um, and he shoots them so well. Um, he's also very good at focusing your attention on particular things like drops of blood or, you know, the indentation on one part of someone's hand, which, you know, makes you feel 
more freaked out than you would if you had seen proper violence. Um, and all of that I loved very much. I did want to talk about the contrast to all of that, which is the which is Altamonte itself, where where Denzel is and the town that he's trying to protect. Because for a movie where you actually don't know any of these characters before, most of these actors are unknowns to us. They're Italian actors. They do very well. You have no business ending up caring this much about them. And yet I loved this little town. Um, it felt like a, almost like a, a travel ad for these parts of <laughs> Sicily. Um, you know, when he just walks into a place and orders some pasta and he sits at a cafe and he's having a coffee and an old lady lands, sorry, a tea. And an old lady <laughs> hands him a lemon for the tea. And I'm just like, oh, I want to go here. This is so beautiful. And every character that he talks to is just so likable. I think it's because they are so normal compared to Yes, him. they feel like normal people. Yeah, they feel like normal people living their normal lives, doing normal things. And then here you get like, you know, some of them are being bullied by, by a gang in the town. And then you have like Denzel's Roberto uh, <laughs> to, to the sometimes to the rescue, right? And I think I, I love that dynamic. But like you said, like it's so easy to like them because none of them are overly dramatic. None of them are doing any special thing. They're just people being people. Um, I don't know why that's so easy or so so easy to gravitate towards. I guess because it's, for me, it felt like, so I feel this sometimes with the big overblown um, Tamil films where you have the, the one man who saves a small town vibe, mm. right? You got to care about the small town and you also got to care that these people deserve to have their peace and their life preserved. Um, yes. And this movie captures that vibe really well. You know, you look at them and they're just hardworking, good people. They seem real, you know, selling fish, running a cafe, cooking spaghetti. And you're like, why can't you just leave them alone? Why must you threaten them and, and you know, um, kidnap their children? And it just feels like <laughs> at this point, you want someone like uh, Robert McCall to rightfully seek vengeance. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, right, like people people make fun of, people tease um, Asian heroes and, and Indian film cinema heroes, uh, Rajnikanth and, and Shah Rukh Khan. And these movies are no different, right? No, like they're exactly the same. It might be why I like them. I mean, there's no way he does any of this realistically. Like, it is hero worship. It is borderline corny and cheesy. But I love it. I, I don't care what you call it. I don't care if it is hero worship. It makes sense. It works. And Denzel Washington makes it work because he brings that, like you said, that gravitas to the role. He's not just doing what he does. So I think, like, what, what's what's wrong you know, there's always like like an asterisk beside these movies, right? Like, oh, this is not proper quote-unquote cinema. It is like sort of overblown and, and corny, but nothing wrong. It works. So I just want to close off by asking, the movie ends at a particular point. It looks like Roberto loves the Roberto life, um, you know, <laughs> happy dancing in the streets. Do we want more equalizers? Yeah, why not? So I don't know if it's a very cinematic movie. I don't know if I'll save it for streaming. But I mean, why not? Equalizer 4 or 5, why not? So I don't know if I would save it for streaming, but I can absolutely imagine putting it on uh, because I wanted something mindless to watch. And that's that's both something you can invest in, but you don't need to keep watching consistently while doing something else. Like, And if mm. it were on TV, I can also imagine just d dipping in and out of it. Same, same. 
I also would recommend this as a fun thing for anyone who's looking for a popcorn movie who who isn't averse to some bloody gory violence. Yeah, a good yeah. cinema outing if if you're looking to uh, watch something in the midst of all the writer strikes and many movies possibly being postponed. Yes, for sure. Also a very melancholic movie. Yeah. I don't know why. Very melancholic. Like oh, yeah, whatever she's sure. doing. Yeah, like a like a melancholic piano in the background to intense violence. So if you like those kind of movies, yeah, yeah, for sure. We've been talking about Equalizer Three, starring Denzel Washington, written by uh, sorry, directed by Antoine Fuqua. Let us know. Have you watched it? Are you a fan of the Equalizer series? You can WhatsApp us zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Write to us at movies at bfm You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.